Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Ryan Stanley on the line. Ryan, how are you? Getting better by the minute, my friend. How are you today? I am awesome. I'm looking forward to this conversation. You do some amazing work. So uh, start off with a little bit about your background and, and the work that you're doing. Yeah, man. Thanks. And thanks for the opportunity. So yeah, I mean, I'm doing a number of different things. I'm, I'm a little bit of what I call an ADD entrepreneur, uh, <laughs> but I'm a certified professional coach. I have been since 2009. Uh, I typically work with cultural creatives. I spend a lot of time coaching musicians and people in the music industry. But I also work with authors. I mean, I've worked with everybody from doctors to all sorts of different things. But really, mostly I focus on cultural creatives. Uh, I am recently published my first book, which is called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. And so I do some speaking and promoting in that as well. What a perfect time for that book. Uh, during yeah. a pandemic, I, I think a lot of people feel knocked down, bruised, beat up, and all of that. And I'm, I'm guessing that you started writing this book before the pandemic. Yeah, uh, to say at least. It's, it's funny. That, it's funny, isn't it, how that works, isn't it? Go ahead. It's funny. Yeah, no, please. So, yeah, it went out last July, July of 2019. And uh, obviously, there's no way I could see I saw the pandemic coming. But it's amazing just how much feedback I've gotten and what a blessing it's been. And, you know, how everything shows up exactly when and how it's supposed to. And apparently this has been no different. Yeah. So what are some of the highlights in the book? You know, some insights that you see in how people create the scenarios where they fall down and get bumps and scrapes and bruises. Totally. Yeah. And and so the book, it's it's a small book. So first of all, I wrote it because I love, I think there's some amazing books out there uh, that will change your life. And a lot of them are three, 400 pages long and they're awesome, but I just won't finish most of them, right? <laughs> so as a coach, as somebody who's working with people, you know, in organizations, but also as individuals, um, I recognize that there was just some basic themes. And I don't say basic in a belittling sense, but just some basic things that we all have challenges with. I always say, I wrote this book as much for me as I did for the rest of the world. But some of those things are patience. They are presence. They are joy. And, and this theme that we believe that they all come from outside of us. And so this is, it's literally, so the subtitle is, it's a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. So literally it's, it's created to where you could read it. So it was created with two things in mind. First of all, A, you could read straight through it um, in about 30 minutes, right? That you're not going to spend hours or weeks or days, but you can get through it in about 30, day, 30 minutes and have some very tangible results to walk away with. But then secondly, it was also literally designed to be a first aid kit to where if you're having a tough moment, you don't necessarily even have 30 minutes. You're just feeling stressed. You're feeling overwhelmed. You could open it to any page in the book and there will be something there that will serve you. There'll be either a highlighted quote, there'll be just something else. You know, there's different passages that will literally be made to stand out so that they, they show up just when they're supposed to for you. So I've had a lot of people say they keep it in their glove compartment, they keep it in their nightstand, they keep it in their backpack as they're just kind of, or their purses they're going through. Uh, and so I've been blessed in that way as well. That's amazing. And I, I agree with you on book length uh, and having published books and I've got a new book coming out. The next one is is short as well as you know my right. other ones because I want people to finish them. But I also want them to go through and it's like, well, I'm struggling with this, you know, because I write about burnout and the other book yeah. that I co-authored uh, with Dr. Battisil on um, basically leadership and workplace culture and all of that, which is going to come front and center again once the pandemic is done and we have this, I perceive anyway, some 
I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. A little bit of drama when it comes yeah. to people wanting to stay working remotely versus organizations that are saying, no, I need you to come back in the office. I think there's going to be an interesting dynamic when it comes to that. But all of these books are rather quick reads because it's a case of, it's an action book. It's a, yeah. do this, do this. You know, I could, I could have easily thrown in 200 pages of fluff and this and this. And I'm like, sure, I'm not going to finish it. You know, for me, you know, when I, I a Kindle and, you know, I read real books as well and or paperback and not the Kindle books aren't real, uh, but, right. you know, f- you know, physical books. And I find that if there's some books that are, you know, 150 to 200 pages, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to tackle that. Right. If it's a, you know, 400 or 600 page manifesto. Yeah. That one's going to take some time to decipher and I, I got to do it in chunks. And, and when I do that, it's like, okay, I have to, you know, get my mindset around that. So, Prepare for it. And, but again, it, it, all, it all boils down to purpose. And when people buy books, they're either learning something or being informed or entertained. Yeah. And ideally, I want something that can be consumed. And we know this, and I'm sure you're aware of this too, you know, our, our attention span keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller because we've kind of conditioned ourselves with instant messages or Facebook posts or Twitter posts or Instagram posts that are just instant. Yeah. So, you know, saying, okay, we're going to allocate even an hour to sit and read. Right. Um, a lot of people struggle with that because we've kind of conditioned ourselves so much in this multitasking, I got to do 10 things at once kind of world. And then we wonder why we have stress and anxiety because yeah. we're just, we're, do, we're doing different things at the same time. Uh, and, and instead of focusing on, let's just do some deep work on this. And when you do that, you more than likely finish it quicker and it's cleaner and it's yeah. better. Uh, case in point this morning, a client that I help out with, um, there was an RFP for some government funding on a project and it's due by the end of the week. Right. Um, and you know, the government gave the RFP about a half an hour ago. So now nah, I'm, I'm tongue in cheek. They actually gave a month lead right. time, which is like world breaking. I was going to yeah. call, <laughs> I was going to call Guinness book of world records and say, Hey, you know, is this like the longest time they've given us to work on something before? Right. But at the end of the day, I knew that, you know, that type of work and looking at it was a deep work exercise. So I blocked it off on my calendar. I looked at it. I reviewed it, made sure that all the requirements, the fine print and all that stuff were checked off and it's ready to go. And, but if I would have waited and tried to do that in between other things, I probably would have missed a couple of things that, you know, that were like, you need this and this. So uh, long story short, I, I think, you know, with your book as well is finding that time to really just get, you know, focus on yourself and some clarity, I think makes such a big difference in helping reduce anxiety and stress and everything else that we face. And yeah, keeping it simple. I mean, the, and the, pre, the, the premise of the book is that there's really, there's five chapters. So there's a prologue, there's three chapters and an epilogue. And the prologue is reminding everybody that you are a creator. Before you can even read the rest of this book, you need to know that you are always and then always creating something. And that's to be said, if we wake up in the morning and you put on blue socks, blue pants, blue shirt, and blue hat, you are creating a person dressed in blue. If, uh, you know, right now you and I are creating two men recording an awesome podcast. If you decide to put peanut butter on one side of bread and jelly on the other, you put it together, you've created a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I know that sounds obvious, but when you think about it that way, okay, so we're always creating something. Even when you're sleeping, you are creating a person who is sleeping. So with that, we also occasionally, maybe in a year like 2020, create anxiety or create stress or create overwhelm. 
And it's not to say that those feelings or emotions aren't valid, um, but a lot of the time we all of a sudden blame the world and that is happening to us and those things are coming from outside. But the truth is just as a reminder, I, you know, I start the book off reminding that you are creating those emotions. Valid as they are, they are coming from within. So then we move on to chapter one, which is going to be be patient, right? So if you are feeling impatient, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed about something that hasn't happened yet, typically you are, whether you know it or not, you're creating a person who's impatient. So it goes into the concepts of be patient would be, what would it be like to create a person who is patient right now? So now you're detaching yourself from the story of whatever I'm telling myself that is making myself impatient and I'm getting curious, right? I'm, I'm removing judgment of the situation. I'm, I'm adding curiosity. So I'm accessing the right side of the brain. And I'm now being curious as to what, if I was a patient person, how would I behave in this moment, right? And so once you start to do this, you start to step into possibility and curiosity. Um, how, would, how would a patient person feel in this moment? Um, and then, so that's chapter one. The chapter two is be present, similar things and be joyful. And then um, the final, the, the epilogue is keep going, right? So now you've created a person who's present. You've created a person who's joyful. And obviously it's a little bit deeper than the 10 seconds I gave it. But, um, you know, but then now that you are this, on your worst day, on your best day, keep going. Decide who you want to be every single day and do something about it. And so this way it is this first date. It does remind you that you have the ability to choose who you want to be. It does remind you that you have the ability to be curious as to what opportunities sit in front of you and what you can do about it. I love the creativity angle of the book because you're right. We are constantly creating a version of ourselves every day. Always. And, and multiple times during the day, depending on what we're doing and what we're thinking, our behaviors, our thoughts, our habits, yeah. creates the scenarios that we find ourselves in. One of the things, because I you know, obviously talk about burnout and all of that. And when I say burnout is a choice, the first reaction I get from people is, you know, thankfully I'm originally from Detroit, so I can dodge punches. <laughs> um, and I actually got a 3D printout of Joe Lewis's fist, which is a statue in downtown Detroit. I got a 3D yeah. Um, print of that behind me. Uh, but it's one of those things where people go, I didn't choose burnout. And then I ask them, okay, well, what were the scenarios that led you to your burnout? And it's just a series of choices and behaviors and habits and patterns. And I say, that's why I said it's a choice. Yeah, You made choices. You didn't choose to burn out. Right. You made choices that created the scenarios that created the environment for you can burn out. Yeah. You can choose differently. You can choose to be calm. You can choose to pause. And sometimes those pauses are really difficult for people because there's so much noise going on in their life from maybe past traumas or yeah. just the world that we're in. And people are uncomfortable with silence and right. because all of a sudden the voices inside their head start knocking on the door and going, right. hey, and some, and depending on your your thoughts and your behaviors and patterns, you know those inner thoughts might not be the best, and that's some work that people can work on, and they can start looking at the positives. Even during this pandemic, I, I, I implore people: don't focus on what we can't do. Focus yeah. on what you still can do, and there's still <laughs> things we can still do, and and do that, and look for those things that you enjoy in life, and do those as much as you can, because that's when that's when time really flies. Is when you're enjoying life and you're having a blast. That's when you you blink and you go, "How in the world did it get to November?" Yeah, you know, it's right. like what, and of course this year is just you know odd. It was you know it, it seemed like that April lasted six months, and then all of a sudden the summer. For those of us that end up being winter climates, basically, yeah, we're going November. 
It's like, oh no. It's like no, time to put the winter tires on right. and we're going, oh no, 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 no. And we're thinking, yeah, wait, wait a minute. Travel's not necessarily the best idea right now. So so many of us are like, well, should we go to that warm climate? What's going on there? Are they open? Are we gonna go there and go, well, I just dropped three thousand dollars to stay in a hotel room for two weeks. Oh, okay. That seemed, that was a good decision on my part. A little hang time. These curtains are awesome. Exactly. It's like, I know this, you know, the, the meal service here is amazing. The vending machines are a little sparse and wow. You know, it's like, well, how come this app's not working here? You know? So, yeah. but it, end of the day, it's when you can pause and you can get some clarity on designing your life because everyone thinks they can't do that. Yeah. And that's the thing that alarms me is no, you, you can choose your life. Yes. It's not going to be an instant you know, five second thing, I'm changing my life. And all of a sudden I'm going to be living in a different place and all that. It does take time. It takes effort. You need to figure out the steps. Exactly. And consistency and, you know, launching my business when I did and doing what I'm doing today. um, That wasn't an instant thing that took time and it took effort. It took research. It took obviously finances, but, you know, just learning from what others have done and, in reflecting back, you know, and and looking, where am I at right now? Um, Am I happy with things? If I'm not, okay, then I can change those things. Again, it takes planning and steps, but. um, And awareness. The the truth is one of the biggest lessons I ever learned is that life is happening for you always. And even, even a global pandemic in some crazy way, if you can start, if you can get out of the mindset that life is happening to me in any way and shift it to life is happening for me in every single way. I mean, you wake up in the morning, there's gravity, there's sunlight, there's oxygen, just so that you can exist. And that in itself proves that life is a gift uh, and life is happening for you. And a lot of the time when we have these stressful moments, we have these anxieties, we have a year like 2020 that can affect people in so many different ways. At the time when you're going through it, if you're sitting there, you're staring at all the bad parts about it, it feels like it's happening to you. And often, even in those situations, let's just say not 2020, six years ago, something terrible happened to me or happened to somebody. Uh, Now, six years later, they say, oh, I, I see how that was a blessing in my life. Well, so the idea is to get to be where you are and recognize that now is a blessing in your life, no matter what is going on, and that there is only now anyway. So you get to, to your point, decide who you want to be in the now. Do I want to sit here and spend? I mean, when you have a thought of anxiety or stress or overwhelm, you're physically creating energy, right? I mean, there are thoughts you can measure brain waves, so you're creating energy that is focusing on something that is not serving you, and that get, and so then you're feeling more of that. And so, in any given moment, you have the opportunity to decide how I'd rather be feeling. And choose thoughts around that and choose thoughts, create energy that focuses more on who you prefer to be instead of who you believe that you're stuck being. And when we start to do this on a, on a daily basis, um, in fact, you know, you touched on about the drama of when people coming back to work and you, you focus on really, hey, just not necessarily wanting them to go to back to the office. But not even that, just people spending so much time talking about the last year or whatever it may be. Like, oh, how, many, how much time are you going to spend focusing on the pandemic once it's over? as opposed to looking towards the future and creating who you want to be today and how we can, how we can use it to our advantage in some capacity. I agree. And I think a lot of people are going to be leaning towards talking about the pandemic for a period of time. And the concern that I have for a lot of people is the trauma that this pandemic has caused for some people. Hopefully they, you know, take the time and the effort to work through that because the, the ripple effect from it could impact a lot of people where they may not be physically and mentally able to go back to the workplace right away because they're, you know, for a variety of different reasons. One, 
you know, concern about the safety of it, concern about getting into the routine again. I joke with people a lot of times, especially that are those that have been working from home since March and not wearing any type of business attire. They've been in t-shirts and sweatpants and things like that. I tell them, do me a favor, go to your closet right now and and put on some of your work clothes. (laughs) And the reason being is I'm guessing for most of us that you know, we're put into that picture. We're not as active as we used to be. So we've probably put on a little right. bit of weight. So it seems like my, my laundry has been shrinking my clothes. This exactly. It's like, I, this I, never, I never wash my clothes on hot. This couldn't have shrunk. Why is this shirt so tight? Why, why are these slacks or this, you know, this skirt or blouse not fitting? So I tell people, go try them on. And if the stuff doesn't fit, well, you've got some choices to make. Either A, go buy some new clothes that will fit or get more active so those old clothes will fit you again. Either way, you don't want to get to that Monday morning, okay, we're going back to work and you haven't put those clothes on in months and going, hmm, because I'm guessing the dress code's not going to be okay with the t-shirt and sweatpants. Well, some organizations maybe, but a lot of the organizations probably not. So that's just a bonus pro tip for everybody. But again, it's, it's habit. And I think once we are out of this pandemic, it's going to be really interesting to see the dynamic of organizations and individuals on where they are then compared yeah. to now. And what did they do you know, during the now? You know, yeah. Did they improve themselves in some way? Did they learn more about themselves? Did they play victim? There's a variety yeah. of different things that we're going to see. And I've actually had a couple organizations, um, HR departments reach out to me about having my book for their staff when they start to come back, when things start to kick in the gear, just for that very reason, because it is something that you can keep at your desk. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed, it's something that you can pick up. Um, actually, I just had a woman who's a teacher. She's a professor. I was on her podcast a couple of weeks ago, and she ordered 30 copies of my book just to give to her students because of, of the way that it's showing up. And so, and whether it be my book or other books that are out there, I mean, the fact that's the other thing, just to know. That there's things out there like that we we the blessing is is that there's YouTube. There's so many different content that we can choose to bring in and, and absorb for our brains and our spirits and our souls, uh, as opposed to just watching the news and, and hearing all the doom and gloom and fear that's out there. You know, you have an opportunity. They, they always say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so I always say it doesn't necessarily have to even be the people who you love and are close to you as your friends. Um, but also there are people on YouTube who you can spend time with every single day that have messages that will serve your purpose and will serve your life and will guide you. There are books that can guide you, that can help you be more of who you deserve to be and desire to be. And so those things are not nothing to take lightly. It's something to, to decide who you want to be and surround yourself with people that will help you to be that. It's amazing those organizations you know, felt so strongly to make sure that they're you had your book on the desks of the employees. That that shows that that organization actually is in tune with uh, what many of their employees could be facing, and they want yeah. to be supportive and not just hand them. Here's the EAP brochure. There's a right. toll-free number on the back. Call right. you get your one, your one hour free consultation with somebody that is, with all due respect, um, in all likelihood not seasoned in therapy or whatever else because yeah. they're new into their career. Kudos to them to you know get the skill set and all of that, but that's not how you engage your employees. You engage your employees by doing things like buying books for them and showing that you care and, and yeah. understanding them and and transitioning them in a way that is going to make it feel comfortable for them. It's right. Still going to be 
abnormal, you know, and I, you know, my, my commute, I have an office downtown and I don't go to it that often, but I still have gone a few times since the pandemic. And every time I go, it's still a, this should be routine. Why does this feel like I'm running with boot and mud and like something's pulling me back? Why is this so weird? Yeah. Because we've got, we've gotten out of the, the muscle memory Sink. of doing those things. And, and I recognize it and I go, okay, this feels clunky today. All right. It's right. going to feel clunky. I'm not going to let it impact my mood. I'm looking forward to getting in there. I know there's some things I'm going to get done today. I'm going to be positive about it. And then those concerns go away and end up, I end up laughing about it. And it's like, okay, well, all right. There's a, there's a delay on the subway. Surprise. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. You know, but still you just going with the flow of things and, and being aware of it makes such a big difference. And it's not even just, and, and it is about being positive, but not only being positive, but also just, which is, I guess, an attribute of, of positivity is gratitude, right? Just being grateful for the, the opportunity to go to an office or to have public transportation or to have sunlight, gravity, and oxygen. Like at any given moment, you can decide who do I want when we start recognizing that I'm, I'm feeling clunky, I'm feeling unhappy, I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed by something that is happening outside myself. There's an opportunity for all of us to decide who would I prefer to be feeling? Like, how is this thought serving me? And the answer is typically it's not, right? And so if it's not, you get, then we get to follow up with a, another question, which is, so what would be a thought that does? And we get to choose our thoughts. I mean, our thoughts are things. As I touched on, our thoughts are energy. And so what type of energy do you want to surround yourself with? What type of energy do you want to create in your life? Who do you want to be not only for yourself, but for others? Those you love, those who are you know, looking up to you in some capacity. Um, I always say, you know, decide who you want to be, uh, go be it, and be the light that you want to see along the way. And that's a great way to wrap up our awesome conversation today. So Ryan, love this chat today. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you do? Yeah, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, so ryanstanley.com. So again, my name is Ryan Stanley. It's R-Y-A-N-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. And if you go to ryanstanley.com, you can connect with me there. Uh, obviously, you can also purchase a copy of my book there. If you do, uh, you'll get a signed copy from me directly. And depending on my availability, you could uh, get a complimentary coaching session as well through purchase of the book. Uh, but it's also on Amazon. So anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, that type of a thing. Um, and also if you are in any type of a, a organization where, or just um, solopreneurship where you're new into sales, I have a YouTube channel where I am the headmaster mindset for a company called Teach Me to Sell. And so you can just go to YouTube and, and seek, seek, search, Teach Me to Sell. That's awesome. And that's a great service as well. So thanks so much for your time today. And I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. So Ryan, thank you again for the awesome work that you're doing. Michael, I appreciate your awesomeness. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.